Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ podcast. Yes, podcast. Our pastor is Apostle Keith Blanton. Stay tuned. Up next is your word from the Lord. Hello, 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 everybody. So whatever time it is that you hear this podcast, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Um, it's myself, uh, Minister Yvonne Tucker, and I've come before you um, whatever time it is that you're hearing out this broadcast. God is doing some excellent people, some excellent things, people of God. I'm so excited. I'm kind of stumbling over some words here. But God is so awesome. But before I go off into uh, this word that I know that God has given me, I want to go over a few announcements. And so uh, the first announcement I want to go over is Apostle Keith Blanton's Wealth Symposium, and that's for financial health. Yes, and this event is going to take place October 26th at the Homewood Suites Hilton in Munster, Indiana. And that's 9120 Calumet Avenue. And that Wealth Symposium will be from 12 noon to 4 p.m. You can get tickets complimentary on Eventbrite. Yes, Eventbrite. So go to akbministriesevent.eventbrite.com. Yes. So you can go online to get those tickets. Uh, once again, this event will not just be something that will impart wealth into you, but it will show you how to build and maintain wealth. There is so much that is going on and going forth in this season. You definitely don't want to miss out. You may be an entrepreneur that needs that extra push or business that needs to uh, make better business, or you may want to meet some new people and network. You may want to bring in some new leads and clientele. Well, this is the event. It is called the Wealth Symposium. And this event, once again, is October 26th, and it will be held at the Homewood Suites Hilton Hotel in Munster, Indiana. Uh, once again, you can go to Eventbrite and get tickets at AKB Ministries event at eventbrite.com. So, that's not the only thing we've got going on. A Sure Foundation is doing a free item giveaway. Yes, a free item giveaway. A Sure Foundation uh, has a branch within it, and that branch is Peculiar Treasures. And so, Peculiar Treasures, which <laughs> which is where everything is a treasure, has everything from clothing and shoes for everyone, men, children, toddlers, babies. They also have furniture, household items and knickknacks, appliances. They pretty much have it all. And so they will be doing a free item giveaway, a massive free item giveaway. And if you'd like to be part of that, you would go to a surefoundation1.com and you want to click 
where it says free product claim. Yes, there's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. You definitely don't want to miss out on this uh, free product that's going to be given out. Um, it's just something that the Lord is doing to bless and increase his people. And we all know the importance of sowing and making sure that Things are sown into the right ground and that the people can be blessed, not just um, spiritually so, but natural as well. So you definitely don't want to miss out on this free product, this massive free product giveaway. And that is a sure foundation, the number one dot com. And you'll click free product claim. Our next announcement I'd like to go over is we're going a sure foundation is going to have a clothing drive coming up. Yes, yes, yes. We're getting ready to roll into those cold months, uh, people of God. So we definitely are looking for you to bring your gently or new coats, gloves, socks, earmuffs, scarves, or maybe the baby has grown out of clothing, or maybe you've had a loved one that passed away. But either way, uh, from now, uh, which is uh, October 1st up until October 30th, feel free to uh, drop off any clothing donations or any household item donations to 6234 Indianapolis Boulevard, and that is in Hammond, Indiana. And you can do drop-offs between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. Once again, that is 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Now, if you need pickup, please feel free to give us a call at 844-367-4681 and a dial extension 802. Once again, that's 844-367-4681 and you want to dial extension 802. And then, of course, most importantly, people of God, you want to join us for service. There is nothing like fellowshipping on one accord in the presence of the Lord in expectation with, with, with one another. And so come and fellowship with Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center. And that is every Friday at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. And that too is at 6234 Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond, Indiana. All right. Well, now that we've got some of those announcements out of the way, let's have a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you and we say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what it is that you're doing in this season. Thank you for your love and your kindness and your mercy, God. Oh, Lord, we give you the praise and the honor, the all the adoration and the glory. Holy God and righteous Father, not our will, but let your will be done. We repent, renounce, and denounce and fall out of agreement with every sin of omission, commission, and presumptuous sin, every thought, every evil and wicked imagination that is not like you. And we overthrow it into the lake of fire, never to return now. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus through this podcast right now. The blood, the blood of Jesus, O Lord God, as we lift you up, draw a man unto you, O Lord God, that he that hath an ear to hear. What the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. And Lord God, we bless you, we honor you, and we praise you. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, people of God, I 
I'm so excited because God is doing some awesome, awesome things in this season. Um, you know what I love about God is, you know, to me, it's almost like he's spontaneous. <laughs> Even though he is the same God now, today, yesterday, and forever. He's so spontaneous and, you know, I, I, I love every part of him and what it is that he's doing. And as of lately, I've been doing my best to consecrate more before him. You know, uh, recently my diet has been changing. And so um, the diet that I previously had before he changed it again was that I was only to really eat meat once a day, every other day. And then um, before that. There was no rice and there was no pasta. There was minimal flour, no sugar, no candy, uh, no juice. And then there was no fried food. So every you know, every other day, I would look really forward to that meat. Oh, I was looking very much forward to that meat. And then some days that I wouldn't have meat, which would be like my chicken or turkey, I would have uh, fish or tuna. And so one day the Lord said... Isn't this meat too? When he said that, I tried to ignore it. I tried to continue to eat my tuna anyway, like I didn't hear. But my soul and my spirit was vexed by it. And the tuna was just so rich. It just all of the seasonings and things. And even though, you know, it was just uh, mayo and relish and, you know, the egg and thing. It was just... My my body had began to reject it. It was just like it had enough. And so eventually my body got tired of the meat and everything as well. And so I began to go in a route of holistic eating, I found out it's called. And so as I began eating uh, mainly vegetables and fruits, uh, minimal fruits and mainly vegetables, but it was, it took me to a whole nother level. It took me to a higher plane, people of God. And I felt so much better. And not only did I feel better, but I could discern God a lot more clearly when he spoke to me. And I could tap into his presence a, a lot easier and the fear of the Lord was upon me, which is the beginning of wisdom, which kept me from entering into places spiritually or naturally so, and even in conversations that he wasn't in. And it was so easily detectable because it would grieve the spirit of the Lord. And so here I am thinking I'll just do this for a little while, but as the relationship uh, began to progress in God, I just refused to go back. I just, I couldn't do it. And so, you know, now it's been a total change and now uh, there's no meat, there's... <laughs> <laughs> there's no meats either now and so um now i'm doing my and i don't do fish either so i guess now uh i'm just doing more so like uh the only i guess products that come from meat is i will have some sort of eggs and then uh milk and cheese 
which I don't have often. But I guess I'm leaning towards a whole vegan factor within itself. But the point I'm making is I didn't give these things up because of what I wanted. I didn't give these things up because of a need and bombarding heaven with a fast that was not of him. This this happened because I wanted to please God. I wanted the more of God. I desired the more of him. And I noticed that the closer or the closest I was to him was when I didn't have angry bird on the brain. And noticing the change that it took place in my body and I'm getting to places. Just hold on. Just just hold on with me, people of God. Releasing that, it changed my mindset. I I began to be at peace. And what the Lord had began to show me was that bird that I was constantly eating and eating and eating came from a terrible living environment. And so that bird lives in anxiety and, and in fear and feels like the only place it's at peace is when it rests, which is when it sleep. And it's it's not a a jolly animal because it knows that it is made to be slaughtered. And so now that I don't have that living being in me or that dead being in me, it's not making me act like this chicken where all I want to do is sleep in my time off while I'm always tired and but there's so many thoughts running through my mind and I'm having a hard time keeping my flesh and everything subject. Now that 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 struggle, that pull is over in that aspect and is truly, truly been a blessing. Not only have I lost a lot of weight, but it's given me the capacity to hold a little more spiritually so. And it's given me a, a, a greater capacity to be able to move in God naturally. So things that I began to be quickly out of breath trying to do or that would put me in pain and that would uh, so much as vex me because of how much it would take to out of me to try to complete certain tasks went away. And so now things are done at ease and now I've been able to incorporate exercise by doing walks and within these walks I get to it's another level of humbling my flesh quieting my flesh down and my spirit man living and worshiping God and being able to you know be stopped by people and witnessing the goodness of God it's such a place full of life and I'm so grateful for that because for a long time, I believe God wanted me in this place and I rejected that and, and rejecting that cost me. Oh, it cost me dearly, but the goodness of God and his mercy has allowed me to be able to make up that time and space. And now I'm able to run the race to the end with endurance and so um, some of the things that God has been able to do now that that's been out of the way is is remove certain gods from my belly 
And I hadn't even realized that food was a place of reverence, a place of great expectation and fulfillment for me, where it was a God. And I didn't know. I had no idea that I just enjoyed it so much that I would bypass God, bypass truth, and do whatever it takes for that that feeling of that 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 chicken and and just 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 having that food and not realizing what the damage it was doing to my not just my natural body but to my soul to my spirit and my inner man and um now that God has redeemed me and removed me from that place he's also brought back to my remembrance you know people of God I've had a lot of family members that have died of colon cancers and different cancers and diseases. And um, these things were a result of poor eating habits. And so curses have now been broken out of my life due to willing to yield to God in a place of coming out of what I wanted to do. Now all of these uh, fruits and vegetables are providing my body with the right protein, with the right nutrients, with the right minerals and vitamins that sustain not only sustain me, but better me. I must say that Everything is crystal clear and it's never that I had an eyesight problem before, but now that I don't have all that fried food within my belly, it's not overtaking from my belly to my brain and I can see things a lot more clearer. And my health is in a, a a different place, and my heartbeat is regulated and it's it's such a free place it's it's indescribable. The energy and the strength is at a whole nother level. And as well as the relationship. And what I didn't know was this thing was stagnating my relationship. It was short-circuiting my connection to God because there was another God in the way. Sometimes, uh, people of God, we don't realize that an enemy has cloaked itself within our bellies within our minds and it will lie to us and then we begin to believe the lie and it will hide and just say oh no this is something I enjoy and God gave me all things to enjoy not realizing that just because something is lawful as the word would say it's not expedient meaning you can see other people doing this thing and it may not be necessarily illegal but it naturally so but it is for you because God has greater expectations for you and in order for him to fulfill that expected end that he has for you there's a process in which you must go through to get to that end one of the uh, definitions of God is an image of a deity it's an idol it says any defied person or object the definition of God is uh, to regard or treat as God. It's also used to express. Uh, I don't want to read that one. That's not a good one. But uh, another definition is the one supreme being, the creator and ruler of the universe. The supreme being considered with reverence to a particular attribute. 
and it says lore lower case it says one of several deities especially a male deity deity but the point i'm getting at is when you reverence something so to a point where you gotta have it and it's not god it is a god and it is in his way and he says he is a jealous god that he should have no other gods before him and in this state of uh, where I feel like God is breaking and breaking and breaking me is is coming to my making is 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 coming to my good. And um, even with this, God has been uh, just bringing different things to light and different things to surface that have been keeping me from receiving the full manifestation of what it is that God has for me. You know, sometimes you can go up the road and you can go so far that you think that you're perfect and that you have been perfected. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I still have, I'm still calling you higher daughter. I'm still calling you higher son. And what we as people do is uh, things that have hurt us. We, we have our own way of healing ourselves. And, you know, the Lord had to deal with me about that people of God. He's been dealing with my heart in some tremendous ways. And one of the things the Lord had to show me is that within situations that happened within my past, even when I was a child, uh, there was rejection and wounds that ran deep. And in order for me to be able to uh, succeed in God and and walk upright before him and not in my own righteousness, not in self-righteousness or unrighteousness, which is like a filthy rag unto him, the word says, but to please him, to believe him in all things and to abide in him. So many other things he had to take out of the way for that. And so uh, one of the things he had to deal with were the different hurts and, you know, uh, the matured hurts. There were things that had taken place in my lifetime as a child and many several different uh, failed relationships, whether they had been business or what was supposed to have been a life partner or friendships or um, just the passing of loved ones that wasn't accurately dealt with that had painted images in my heart and of course healing. Now, one of the things I've always done to try to heal myself with the doing is I will always try to cover my hurt and pain with success. And so in, in doing that, I would make myself very busy to keep my mind from having to think about certain situations or having to deal with certain things. And so when, um, when my when my grandmother, who had practically raised me like a daughter, uh, passed away, I think I must have joined six different activities at the school. And so I was pretty much at the school all day, every day. I came home with enough time to shower, do my homework, uh, eat and go to sleep and start the day all over. And then I began to launch myself within my uh, schoolwork. And so there was one award after another, after another, after another. And so these achievements were my way of healing myself 
to keep me from feeling that hurt, feeling, dealing with that pain or that shame. And because at the time I didn't know God and I didn't have him to call upon, it's kind of like trying to um, bandage an open wound that needs stitches and surgery and that needs to be cleansed so that it can heal properly. And so, you know, that wasn't even just one of the cases um, being abused and, and beaten as a child. You know, and and these are things that I have placed in the closet. And eventually God wanted to deal with those things. God wanted to bring those things to the light so that I could cry out, deliver me, oh God. Take these things out of me, oh God. And it was very difficult. It was very difficult to have to open up in such a way because I had hidden these things for so long, for so many years that this closet had piled up. And even in being a minister and being able to effectively give the word of God and have so many testimonies, he still was an expectation for me to come higher. And so the goodness of God had to break me down and bring me face to face with these things that I had hid from myself that I had lied to myself about. And in so God began to heal my heart. God began to lift me above these things and, and take them out of me. And now that they have been taken out, God had to show me that sometimes people of God, we can think we love God so much. We can think that we love God so, so much. And we don't. We don't love him the way he deserves to be loved. We don't reverence him and walk with him and in him and and just give him everything that it is that he's asking for. And these past relationships and hurts and things that have happened kept me from wholly giving myself unto God because now there are secrets. Now there are things that I wasn't willing to talk about. Now there were things that I would always try to work out for myself because I felt like nobody could be trusted. Nobody loves me enough or I know I can trust me. Now there was a place of operating in fear and fear being tied to anxiety and torment and even being even pride and uh, presumptuousness. And, you know, uh, one morning I woke up and I, it's almost like I couldn't control my mind. And I had, you know, felt certain ways about things that were happening uh, in my life and not understanding what was going on and felt like, man, you know, maybe God has forgotten about me. And then I had to get up and try to shake myself. And even with shaking myself from one thing, here comes another. Now here comes uh, the guilt trip and the condemnation, the fiery darts of the enemy that are showing me places that I have fallen short in, how I'm supposed to be up the road and the things I have missed out on. And I, I just, I, I, I couldn't hold it and I couldn't take it anymore. And I finally had to lay it before God and say, help. 
I don't know what your response is. I don't know when your response is. I don't know how you're going to move to speak to me. And, you know, Lord, I repent because this is why I haven't been bringing these things to you, because sometimes I'm afraid of what you'll say or how you'll respond. And that's not the type of relationship God wills to have with me. And so as I began to cry out to the Lord, um, a couple of videos kept coming through my news feed. And I went, of course, searching for deliverance. And uh, when I went and I had looked at some uh, YouTube tutorial video, well, they weren't tutorials, but they were videos. And they were talking about how to silence yourself. Because that is something I know that God has been wanting to do. And it's very difficult. Um, and I felt like I didn't know how to do or master that. And of course, on understanding, we'll look at those that you feel like has mastered that. And you think, Lord, I want them to mentor me. And God is like, no, because there's something else there that you're not seeing. And so um, in watching a uh, YouTube video, it had showed me that. Um, closing your mouth was half the battle. Being silent is also a state of mind. But you'll never be that if you are attached to many different distractions. If you have your own way of thinking and doing things. And if you have uh, pride pretty much in you. And how pride can be sneaky because when you have been to school and you have these different degrees and you have been raised by this person and that person and you have had a confidant or a mentor that you feel like have mastered certain areas and you measure it by what it is that they have, it keeps you in a mindset that does not allow God to come in and take over. So I want to talk to you about pride and uh, one of the definitions of pride is a high or in or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, superiority, whether as cherished in the mind as displayed in bearing conduct. This is the state of being proud, a becoming of dignified sense of what is due to oneself and one's position of character. Self-respect, self-esteem, pleasure or satisfaction taken in something done by or belonging to oneself or believed to reflect credit upon oneself, civic pride. So you see, sometimes people of God, pride is real sneaky and it is sneak like this. You know, God will give you an instruction or a grace or an instruction for your life. And you may not understand that instruction. So you may go and discuss it with somebody else. And then they give you their counsel and reasoning, which is against it, which is satanic. And then you'll reverence their opinion over what thus saith the Lord. And you'll you'll value it because you were never in agreement with what thus saith the Lord in the first place. Most instructions that God give us is to humble our heart to exalt us because humility is before honor. And when you 
you or you will have a knowledge of certain things. So then when God tells you to go a certain way, you measure it according to what you know and you sabotage the whole operation because now that breach of where you refuse to yield, open the door for the enemy to come in and wreck house. And so as God began to deal with me about uh, the silent pride, the silent pride of being concerned about this and having that and having the other and not wanting to hear this from this person or that from that person and knowing that you have to do this. And these were, and though I never said any of these out loud, these things out loud for them to be in my heart, these were the 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 silent prize these were the dams and then the devil obliged me in this place by um having having someone uh, close to me begin to pour garbage into me and strongly make uh, certain insinuations and accusations and uh jest and joke real lightly um about things that totally blaspheme god uh, rendered my garments in the spirit and uh, begin to add increase to the tainted perspective that God was trying to take from my heart anyway. And so with being able to recognize the pride and um, understanding the different distractions used by the enemy to allure me out of uh the, the the heavenly place, the holy place, and having me attached to um, the cares and concerns of this life and to people not realizing that they were all distractions, taking my focus away from my purpose, my one and only true God. And so coming into the knowledge of that, you should you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I began to cast down all those things wicked imaginations and take every thought captive and they began to give up and obey Christ and in doing so everything became silent my mind became silent the atmosphere shifted and it went at peace and I could feel the presence of God and in that breakthrough the Lord dealt with me about how this sneaky pride devil and the matured hurt had been tied and connected to so much that had been stopping me from getting my next refilling in him because light and darkness cannot dwell in the same place. And so that darkness that I didn't even know was there, he had to drive out, but I couldn't see because I was caught up in chicken. I couldn't see it because I was caught up in healing myself, doing things my way. And so as uh, the Lord began to show me the presumptuous spirit that would basically um, think something before it even manifests that would begin to perceive thoughts that didn't even line up with grace or faith. And the Lord showed me how those things are doubt and unbelief. And those things can flip you so quickly by the smallest disobedience. 
because it is our it's our obedience that shows our faith and love towards God. It is what brings about the testimony. It is what moves the hand of God, that faith, not the fear. We lock them out when we try to do things in our own strength. We lock God out when we feel like they can't talk to me this way. Because now he can't move on your behalf and fight for you and also win their soul. Now the effect of witness is gone. And strife just, it, it, it rends all your spiritual garments completely. And so as the Lord began to show me how, even as a child, uh, because I was one of so, so many, I quickly and would oftentimes try to prove myself to others because of the rejection. Um, you know, my, my father not being in a home, me losing my brother at 19, when he was 19 years old, and uh, the different failed relationships and the different sin that I partook in. And so when the Lord began to shine the light on those things, it showed me that's where the, re the rejection manifested, where the presumptuous spirit came in yet because the enemy had already put up a force field in my heart that says anything that looks close to this, we're going to kill it. Even when it's not accurately perceived. And so um, that also began to uh, draw up pride. And so um, all these were knitly close, close knit to one another. And as all these things were close-knit to uh, one another, they began to dam up the way of the Lord. And so where he would will to pour into me one way, he couldn't because of the darkness being there. And he had to get me to a point where I was tired of me. I got tired of self. And I had to say, yes, Lord, deliver me. Help me. You know, sometimes... We want things that we see operating in a world like a best friend, a best friend forever. And, you know, we desire to go do certain things and and be with certain people. And God ain't in all of that is is. And this is not to say that he doesn't want you to have a full life and enjoy it, but it has to be in him because he is the life. And so. In this process, it's made me grateful because he loved me enough to not let me wreck my own house. I can only imagine had I had gotten the refilling that I desired and it had taken place and then I might have lost it or became seven times worse, worse because I wasn't able to hold it. Or I damaged someone else because I couldn't control my mind or I couldn't control my tongue. And that judgment and that blood had been on my hands for because of what I did. And trust me, even when you even in Christ, when you when you make certain mistakes, you know, Paul said he blasphemed God ignorantly and he was still judged for that. And so God loved me enough <laughs> To withhold it from me. To make sure that I wasn't made a lunatic. 
as the scripture says, jumping in and out of the fire. And so as he has been creating in me this new heart, it has been giving me clarity and it has been giving me understanding and it's been showing me where my alliances and where my allegiances have been and how God wants me solely to himself, solely to himself in this aspect where he can use me freely as he will. There are no reservations for anything or anyone else. He has the right of way to move how and when and to whomever he wants with no restrictions. And so in order for him to be able to do that or for me to be made that manifest daughter that he has called me to be. There are so many things because God is so wise. <laughs> He's so wise to do multiple things at once. Where as in all this time I have been waiting for feelings and I've been waiting for God to do these different things in my life. And I've been battling with certain things. He was just waiting for me to call on him. He had to see if I was secure enough in him not to call upon another so that my witness would be true. It wouldn't be hypocritical. He just wanted to allow me to see the greater depths of him and knowing that he didn't come to heal part of me, but all of me taking my faith up into higher heights and greater depths and also working out in me the fruits of the spirit long suffering <laughs> patience meekness <laughs> and how else can we go through that without process you know what stops a person from being able to submit is 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 pride when you you know one of the things that i was show from this youtube video the, the guy said how can you be quiet if you think you know so much? If you think you know everything, how can you be quiet? It's not until you humble yourself and realize you don't know anything that you can observe and watch. And in order to do that, you are silent. And then can you see the eyes of the, you can look at the world through the eyes of marvelous, through marvel and wonder. And when he said that, it helped me to, it helped me to be able to shift my perspective. It helped me to shift my perspective of, you know what, let me keep running and running and running and running and prove my allegiance and my loyalty to certain people. It, it, it disconnected me from that. It disconnected me from looking at my past failures and looking at the success of another, of, of, of another and thinking that I missed it and I'll never get it. It took me out of that place of condemnation and it put me in remembrance of the word that says humility comes before honor. I saw a post and it said that uh, pride is concerned with who's right, but humility is concerned with what's right. 
And so what that pretty much said to me, because as I've said several times here that the Bible says humility comes before honor. When you will to submit to God, nobody else matters. Mother, father, sister, brother, nothing and nobody else matters. It doesn't matter what you think. None of the, all of these things become irrelevant and you become detached from these things. And then you are able to submit and you're not submitting with an ulterior motive. You're not submitting because you're wanting to be seen. You're not submitting because you want people to see I've got your back or your best interest at heart. You're not submitting because of what you know you're going to get. You are submitting because you know that that is the pleasing thing to God. And that's the heart you're running after. That's the one you want to look down and say, job well done. That's the one that you look to please. And giving up the different foods, the breads and the rice and the pasta and the beef and the pork and the just just about being vegan. I've reverenced the closeness that I have with God in it. And it's it's, it's, it's stirring up hunger. It's stirring up thirst. It's stirring up desire for the more in him. And he has just been taking me higher and higher. And he's just been so deep. So deep in my soul. So deep in my spirit. Where it's it's like a, a, a fresh marriage. Where you're so happy. You're so joyous. You're so in marital bliss, because that's what this is. That's what this feels like, people of God. And knowing that he loves me and I love him and knowing that he's with me, it's a place of walking in faith. And it's a place of being able to walk in the spirit unhindered. And now that he's perfecting these different areas, he's able to break down the word to me a whole lot better. You know, one of the things I noticed in the Old Testament is when uh, one of the men, one of the when one of the men of God would show up, they would say blessing to you to our Lord Jesus from our Lord Jesus Christ. And God bless you. And these were things that were said on a continuous basis, even in the New Testament. And so what God had showed me is these men or women walked in the spirit and they controlled their atmosphere. They commanded to come subject wherever they went. Because wherever light was, darkness could not dwell in that same place. And in order to take that atmosphere subject their heart had to be in a place because their heart and mind had to be on one accord i'm sorry their heart and their mouth had to be on one accord and in doing that they were able to chart their course and those around them and as it was thus saith the lord that they spoke and they said he was invited every he was invited everywhere they went and with him being invited Everywhere they went, it was an atmosphere consuming devils. It was an atmosphere shutting up portals of hell. It was an atmosphere that brought demons subject where mess had to cease to exist. And in 
and seeing that and, and understanding that it shows you how to walk with God. You know, one of the things that marveled me when I first came into Christ was the story of Enoch. And though it was very short, I looked at how God loved him and how he walked with God. And I, I, I reverenced his relationship. And he loved God so much that God loved him too. And God came and God took him because he loved him that much that he didn't even see death. And all I could think of was how difficult that must have been for Enoch to not have a mother or father that could take you up. Not having a brother or sister that he could trust or lean on. I mean, his mother had deceived the father. And because of the father being beguiled into it, it had the whole mankind suffer from it. And <laughs> Cain was so jealous of his brother, he killed him. So who was he to talk to? There was no friend. There there wasn't somebody that he could identify with. And, you know, like, one of the things he had to do was cry out to God for everything because he didn't have anybody else. But he loved and reverenced and trusted him enough where he knew where he could go for his help. He knew where his strength lied. And that was the most important thing to him. You know, people of God, some of us are an expectation for a spouse and expectation for uh, God to turn the world over to us. But what is it that we're willing to give up in order to get to that place? I, I understand why Solomon said that. You know, he, he prayed that God would give him the discernment to go in and out amongst his people. You know why Solomon prayed that prayer? He prayed that prayer because he wanted to remain consecrated. He wanted to remain righteous and holy and just. He wanted to maintain his relationship, his deliverance. He wanted to maintain the presence of God and the impartations of God and the wealth of God that had been uh, placed in him. He didn't want to lose that fellowshipping with um, uh, carnal people that either didn't want to come up or places where devils abided and it wasn't that time to be cast out yet loving the person and hating the spirit but having a balance and so that was either something that I had prayed first coming in was Lord I wanted to be second to Solomon not realizing that with great wealth and knowledge would come great sorrow and so in order to be able to walk with God in the way he wills me and desires me to walk with him, he has to break me of my old ways and habits. 
when I was in the world, I had a clique. I always had a clique of girls and I was always the life of the party. I was always the entertainment. I was the one that had everybody laughing. I was the one everybody couldn't wait to see. I was the one everybody looked to solve whatever issue or problem it was. And, and I wasn't in God. So that was a wicked counsel. This was the, this was not, this was like a false witness, you know, and so the the I thank God for keeping me in the judgment of this situation because now all those things have passed, all those old things have passed away and all things have become new. And in this consecration, in this consecration with God, he's been answering prayers that I've been praying when I first came into salvation over 10 years ago. Asking for asking to be second to Solomon, asking God to be able to love him and walk with him like Enoch did. I wanted to love God like Enoch loved him and and forgetting that I had prayed all these things and God didn't. And in the process of being that fresh newborn babe, wanting God like that, that place has been restored in such a measure where it's like whatever it takes. I used to be one that did not want to have to offend other people. Um, and I know the Bible says that we shouldn't offend, but hear me what I'm saying. Sometimes in order to be loved by God, you got to be hated by men and women. And that not everybody's going to understand your grace. Not everybody's going to understand your process. And not everybody's going to love your God. And so that place can sometimes get kind of lonely. But I thank God because he sent me a comforter so I'm not alone. And in the process of this Walk and in and consecration, this fulfillment is being birthed throughout my spirit. And so now that he has poured truth that has made me free, it has helped me to accurately discern the enemy, not just in me, but in others. It has been able to. <laughs> Do the more within me. And this is not a boast in me and what I have or anything like that. This is just to elaborate on the goodness of God and how it is a very wealthy place. And there is nothing like it. You know, for for once in a long time, I was sitting in the service and the prayers that had went forth that God prayed through me, not only I began to see manifest, but the proper perspective in them. And so before things could happen, I could see them going forth. And so when certain things would happen, I could see things in the spirit realm changing. And that was God that was opening it up. That was God bringing things to my remembrance. That was him. And it was such, it's just such an honor to be able to be loved, poured out on, touched by God in that magnitude. 
But the only way you're going to get it is if you're willing to suffer with him. You have to be willing to suffer with him. People of God, sometimes things get difficult. Sometimes things will get very difficult and you will even want to walk away. But it's nothing but a trick of the enemy to rip you off of your blessing. It is nothing but a trick of the enemy to not just take you out of his presence and rip you off of your blessing, but to damn up your soul, to destroy your soul. Because that's what he's after. And the souls of those connected to you. There's going to be another uh, broadcast that's going to come shortly after this one that will be um, the consecrated uh, life in Christ at a next dimension. Because um, this podcast can only go up to an hour. However, if you would like prayer, if you would like for God to begin to move mildly on your behalf, you can get some clarity, some knowledge, some understanding. Please give us a call for prayer. And that number for prayer is 800-893-2268. That is 800-893-2268. And you want to dial extension 800 once again, that's 1-800-893-2268. And that's extension 800. People of God, don't allow yourself to be overtaken by things that have long passed on now. Or by improper perspectives, things you're looking at on Facebook when you shouldn't be looking on looking on Facebook, and things you're hearing and seeing from other people. The Bible says, "He that compareth itself to another is not wise." So you have to be very careful about what we allow to influence our decisions and decision making process. We have to make sure that we are accurately filtering out. Our perspectives, our minds, the agenda of God that he has placed before us so that we can run this race with patience, enduring to the end, that we maintain our hope so that we can walk upright before him, that he may withhold no good thing from us. We understand that it gets difficult sometimes. But once again, feel free to give us a call for prayer. And that's 1-800-893-2268. That's 1-800-893-2268. And that extension is 800. God bless you. My name is Minister Yvonne Christine Tucker, and I am with Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ, where our pastor is Apostle Keith Blanton. Join us in person at 6234 Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond, Indiana, Fridays at 7 and Sundays at 11 a.m. God bless you, people of God. Good night.